You're listening to Biz Souls, the business podcast with an edge, hosted by me, Rona Lewis, and Jeffrey Hansler. Tune in for perspectives and discoveries about the changing world of business. It's time to connect to the heart, soul, and humor of how business gets done. All right, everyone, welcome to Biz Souls, where we get to the heart and soul of business and the people that make it happen. I'm one of your hosts, Rona Lewis. And I'm Jeffrey Hansler, your other host. And today we have, how surprising, another friend of mine who I I have known for many years. We have uh, Jeanette Seha. Did I pronounce that right? Yes. Um, And I'm going to read your little bio so that everyone knows how wonderful you are. Jeanette is an award-winning bilingual travel journalist journalist, television host, travel advisor, and global public speaker. Over the past 10 years, she has interviewed countless celebrities, athletes, and travel experts, including, but not limited to, Samantha Brown, Rick Steves, and Anthony Bourdain. She has appeared as an on-air travel expert on BBC World News, ABC7 Los Angeles, WTTW Chicago, Fox 11 Los Angeles, Mexico Travel Channel, Spectrum News 1 Los Angeles, ABC 10 News, San Diego, KUSI News, Good Day, Austin Fox, Seven Austin, and other prominent media outlets worldwide. You mean I didn't name them all? (laughs) Jeanette is a seasoned and bilingual journalist known for her expertise in women's travel, luxury travel, and the Latino-Hispanic travelers demographic. Jeanette's decision has taken her to over 60 countries to date. That was a mouthful, Jeanette. Holy crap. (laughs) You have done a lot. Now, Jeanette and I met in Toastmasters. Has it been 10 years? Honestly, I want to say it's been... It's been that probably so about yeah. eight to ten years, definitely pre-pandemic. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and and she, I'm I'm proud to say, was my mentee, yes. and she has surpassed me. In excellent, <laughs> the, the student has now become the teacher. So right. that's I had an amazing mentorship with with Rona. I was we so blessed her, and um, we had fun. So Fantastic. Had fun. So yeah, it's um, uh, let's let's start out from the beginning. I mean, you know, how did you get into travel? What was the thing that that gave you the the bug? Yeah, I would say coming from very young age, my parents told me I had my passport when I was about six to eight months because we would go to Mexico to visit my my relatives. So my parents came in the 70s or before I was born to California and go back a little further than that. My grandfather, my dad's side would have a seasonal job picking fruit in Northern California. And so he would come back. So my, my, my family roots in California goes way back to my grandparents. Um, but but they would frequently take us back to Mexico to visit relatives, to learn about our culture, our roots. And um, once I was younger, they would leave us with our grandparents for the summers. And we just spoke only Spanish. We, you know, spend time with our cousins and our relatives. And that was a beautiful uh, experience growing up. So I realized when I go back to the States from spending the summer with my grandparents, I realized, oh my gosh, I need to tell my friends about Mexico. And I would just share with them. I mean, I was probably about seven, eight, nine, 10 years old, spending summers there. And I, I just felt this love. Um, and I'm also Gemini, which is very, you know, California. Dude. <laughs> I'm an air sign and I love communication. I love being the messenger of information. And so for me, I, I always wanted people to see how beautiful Mexico was and is. And so um, that kind of started my travel bug, you know, and also just learning about my own family and my culture. It, it was beautiful. And 
my my late grandmother on my mom's side, Mama Lulu, um, her and my grandfather had diabetes and they were going to have to have dialysis. And this was way back in the time. I'm sure medicine advances way better now, but she understood that they were going to have to put a tube um, in her and it would limit her after she would have that dialysis operation. Mm-hmm. And um, my mom said, okay, to her mom, what's one thing you want to do? What's one place you want to visit? Tell me before you have this operation. And she was super duper Catholic. And she said, I want to go to the Vatican. I want to see the Pope. And so I was around 12, 13 years old when that happened. And my mom said, great, got all her savings, got a travel agent and said, look, just make sure the Vatican is on here. This is my budget. I'm taking my kids and my mom. And that's, and that was the first inner, like, like out of, you know, North America in South Central America that I've ever been. So I remember telling my mom, I don't want to go. I want to stay with my friends. You know, my mom said, I'm not asking you. I'm telling you, we're going. (laughs) (laughs) Things are all packet for you. And I did take um, a journal, like just a regular notebook. And I took disposable cameras because that's all I could right. I sure. get with my reward, with my reward um, allowance money. I'm sorry. And, you know, that was my beginning of my travel journalism journey. Even though I had no idea what I was doing, I just knew that I needed to capture right. this photos and I needed to write all about it so I can come back and tell my friends. But during that trip, we did um, we did London, we did France, we did Italy, we did, wow. you know, Germany, we did Austria, we did wow. Switzerland two weeks. That's a lot. And, um, it was a lot. And it was on a bus most of the time. And I do remember, though, that when we landed in front of the Vatican in Rome, I remember my grandmother getting off the bus and just, you know, getting down on her knees and getting one of her rosaries Aww. and just crying, crying, pure tears of just pure joy and seeing a dream, her dream come true really impacted me as a young girl and seeing how travel is a gift and how travel can give you things that are intangible. Yeah. I mean, those beautiful memories, no one could ever take from her. No one could ever take from me. I mean, right. you know, material things come and go. They lose value. We lose them. They mm-hmm. what all that. But that's when I realized how, how travel is a gift and how it's so different than anything right. else and how when she returned back to Mexico, um, then she got the dialysis. I think she passed a year after, but she never stopped talking about the trip, the trip and the Vatican and, and that. And and so I, I also along the journey, I, I wrote, I, my mom still has that notebook somewhere. Right. I'm right. so grateful. Oh, she wow. saved everything. Yeah. And I developed my disposable uh, camera and, and I got that and I pasted them on my little journal and I showed my friends. So honestly, I would say it was in my, it was in my blood. I was right. like already in me from a very young age and just growing up watching Oprah, watching Christina, who was our Oprah on Univision, Christiana Amanpour. I watched her and I thought I wanted to be a foreign news correspondent, but then I didn't want to be the messenger of bad news. I wanted to tell you the beauty of the world. So there was my inner, I I knew what I wanted to do, but I didn't know how. And then I changed the channel to the travel channel, to the history channel, (laughs) the discovery channel. And then I was like, whoa, okay, this is what I want to do. I want to show people the world. And that's when I saw Samantha Brown, who's to this day doing travel shows um, on PBS now. And she's got, you know, two kids and a husband and she's still doing it. And I saw, of course, the late Anthony Bourdain, Rick Steves, all these greats that were doing these shows. And I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. So from a very young age, I knew it. I didn't see more women besides Samantha Brown. And I definitely didn't see any Latina women either. So that became my why. That Mm -hmm. became my purpose. Okay. If I I, I can do something. And where did you go to school? 
school? In high school or college or? Well, yeah. How did you get the background? Actually, the uh, better question is where did you get the background to become a travel agent? Or journalist. journalist. Yes. Journalist. Um, yeah. I went to Belmont University, which is in Nashville. And I chose the school because they had a great convergence journalism program. Because I looked at different journalism programs from California to Chicago. But at the time, they were more focused on one area. So USC, for at the time, I either had to focus on print. I had to focus on radio. I had to focus on broadcast. When I when I was already in Nashville, I looked at the Belmont and they had this convergence program, which is you had to know everything. You had to know broadcast. You had to know radio. You had to know online. You had to know how to edit. We used Avid. You had to know how to write print for newspaper and magazines. So these were all things that I was like, this is great. This is something that I always should know. Right. Um, I didn't want to just focus on one area, even though broadcast was my, my specialty, what I really loved. And fun fact, when I did a news internship in Nashville, it was the CBS. And it was it wasn't until I got to the station that I learned that that's why Oprah had one of her first uh, reporting jobs was oh. at the CBS in Nashville. I didn't she know had roots in Nashville because her she went to TSU and her father was from Tennessee. And then I did my internship, my second internship in uh, Fox News Chicago for the morning show. And as I was entering my internship, Tamron Hall, who you know may have, sure. she was on Morning America, she was in the morning show. So I was that intern that was there just as she was starting to go to New York and I was entering wow. Chicago. So I have to say with, you know, this is including Rona to this day, I've had amazing women to look up to in different industries. Look, how, look who she put me in with. I'm so impressed with myself now. <laughs> yeah, and it's so important. I wish I had it with me. I had it. It's not here with me, but I, you know, maybe next time. I just found an issue of Cosmo Girl that I wrote to when I was 16 years old because Jennifer Lopez was on the cover. And I wrote to them when I was six. This is how impactful representation. This is my whole why. Yeah. Why I do I do representation of women, for example, in, in different industries and diversity. I was so impacted by seeing Jennifer Lopez. I hand wrote like a thank you, thank you something to the editor and let it go. Like just just wanted to show my gratitude from a very young age that they put JLo on the cover. And months later, one of my best friends to this day, like I actually had dinner with her last night. She told me, she was like, did you write to Cosmo Girl? And I said, yeah, why? Because I didn't tell anyone. She said, because you're the only Jeanette I know who He's 16 years old and who lives in Franklin, Tennessee. And I was like, oh my God, they printed it. That's so so I realized you'll see through my, my, you know, a lot of my experiences in my life, this was like written in the stars for me. This yeah. is communication, using my voice, representation, understanding the importance of being a messenger, sharing information. And for me, it was just travel and not really seeing someone like me in that space is right. why I did and do what I do. And, you know, we're talking like 20 years ago, and to where I am today and people see you know like that iceberg they see the top of the iceberg but they don't see the bottom of mm -hmm. the iceberg which is like just the constant like trying to figure it out you know right. going to all these travel conferences paying for my own you know entrances sitting right. there taking spending my time you know to understand the industry from travel leisure business travel understanding from right. you know the hosts that are out there going back and you know hosting classes and doing Toastmasters reinvesting in my skill set 
along the way, you know, I think with something I think is really important is self-development, mm-hmm. the importance of self-development, um, just talking about imposter syndrome. I mean, I've been in situations where I was in New York City and NBC and I had a meeting and with some, you know, like amazing people, people who started, you know, like other people's careers. And I just just went blank because I didn't I had imposter syndrome. Who am I? Why would anyone want to see people? Rona, I think you're one of them, right? You said I should write a book. I, <laughs> I remember you I should write a book. Okay, 13 other people have told me, Jeanette, you should write a book. You should write a book. And in my head, I'm like, but who would want to read? Why would I write a Who would want to read my book? That I think is imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the thing that's so common, even though you're way qualified. Especially with qualified. the women too. Yes, absolutely. And I think this is a topic that I wish more people, especially at a younger age, would talk about. Because if I knew what I knew now, my gosh, I, I would have written a book and I, I still can. But what can. I mean is I delayed my own, I self-sabotage a lot of my own success because mm-hmm. I didn't know, like I didn't feel worthy right. or I didn't feel like even though I, I am ready and worthy, I just, we have to, sure. and this is an individual experience, but it's so common. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter what level of success people are. It's amazing to hear people's story right. of like, oh, I deal with that all the time. Like, it's just, you know. So headspace. So, so, and yeah, and what I wanted to clarify with my question, I did ask yeah. it badly is, so you're studying to be a journalist and then how did, where'd you get the information on travel? Was it just from following those key people or did you have schooling specifically on travel? And how do you pick travel out of all of the choices for journalists? That's a great question. So I was really lucky and blessed. And again, I think that this goes back to it's just where I was meant to be from Belmont. It was a smaller program. I think classes were 20, 20 top, but the dean of the journalism program at that time, um, his name was Tom Story. He was the travel editor at the state newspaper called the Tennessean at the time. So he was already, so every newspaper had, or, you know, maybe before the pandemic had a travel section. So that was his, besides being a dean, he also had that gig as the travel editor. So he would edit travel articles and essays for the, for the statewide newspaper. So he was also my student advisor. And he would tell me when I was a student and after, because I've spoken at the university right. many times afterwards, he would always tell me, this is before he passed, sadly, he would say, Jeanette, I remember you just walking in my offices and say, sitting down and saying, saying, I want to be a travel journalist. What do I need to do? I was so determined. Like wow. I knew what I would have wanted to do. And I was lucky that he was, he already had that experience right. as a travel editor. So that is from the print side. Right. There's always been, and you'll see here, I have National Geographic dating to like the 1980s. Wow. That goodness family archive so i have national geographic this is like travel journalism but it's more like print right Right. and just like newspapers they've always been existence right it's always been there but i wanted to focus more on the broadcast side because i feel like that is where i thrive i thrive off of being there sharing people's stories i i just i love it i and i'm not shy as you can probably tell i I, i'm not (laughs) so so that's why when I went with him, he helped me with the print side as far as like options. I, I, you know, wrote for the student newspaper. I started looking at magazines to pitch, reading magazines and books, but I really focused on the broadcast. Why? Because for me growing up, that was the most impactful. That is why I do what I do because I didn't see myself in that platform. So I focused on broadcast. That's why I did news internships, Mm -hmm. TV. Through there, I learned the production. I learned that side, but it still wasn't travel based. So I had to just keep, that's what I'm saying. My journey is so 
so unique and right. so different, but I'm grateful because I had to learn, you know, a lot along right. the way. But if somebody in my twenties was like, here's a travel show on the travel channel, like it would have been, you know, amazing, right. but it wasn't like that. Nobody yeah. handed me anything. It was like, right learn, grow, have these great mentors, like my student advisor in college, have these great internships right. where you learn news production, you learn TV, you learn how to, you know, be a reporter, host, ask questions, really listening, the art of listening, the art of, uh, is, is, is amazing, you know, the art of speaking, right. um, body language, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's all a skill set. So to answer your question, uh, I think it started off with, with my uh, student advisor, who really showed Excellent. me their base for travel journalism. Right. And then before social media, I think Facebook in the early 2000s was just starting off. And I think it was, I mean, no. They had my, why was it? My, MySpace was back then, I well, think. Oh, I remember MySpace. <laughs> yeah, but it's so, not like where today, where it oh, is. Oh, you, you can't yeah. turn around without social well, media. In has, has social media impacted you positively or negatively? I would say positively. I mean, I remember my first Instagram post was, uh, I think, 2012. I mean, if you go back, you'll see my very, very first one was I was with a kangaroo. I was I was working in Australia. A few years after college, I got a job offer to teach English at a language school in Cairns, Australia. And I got the ESL certificate after college, just as a way to be able to work abroad if I ever wanted to. I had a lot of friends who've done it and they were like, oh, this is fun. You can work and travel. I always wanted to keep that on the back burner in case. And so it, it, it was great because I had a friend who got a job in, in Australia and they were specifically looking for Americans at the time. And everyone's like, but don't Australians speak English? And, and they were like, yes, we're not teaching Australians. We're teaching everyone who comes to right, Australia, to Australia. immersion. And so my first Instagram post was from me out in Australia with the kangaroo. And it really just from then, I think it just showcases my journey. Right. From 10 Absolutely. Years ago, Absolutely. How I've been working in travel and or just my love of travel, even when I'm traveling and I'm not working for travel. I'm just traveling. I still want to get out there, meet the locals. I can only sit on a beach for one day. Right. Get bored very Me easily. too. And I love the beach. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. So, you know, I want to I want to talk a little bit about you being Latina and how that that, you know, culture difference has affected your perspective on on the industry and, you know, what kind of challenges it, it, it presents. And because uh, I know you you go to and and have emceed Latin events, things like that. So so fill us in on that. Yeah, and I think this goes back to my why, um, because I didn't see myself in this uh, in travel media spaces. This is why I do what I do, because I understand the, the, the impact, the positive impact representation mm -hmm. can have. I would say even before the pandemic, I had been attending lots of travel conferences from New York. LA Times used to have a travel conference. They discontinued it years ago. And I would just attend, and, and just like an attendee, I wanted to understand more of uh, the different facets of travel. And, you know, there would be panels and I wouldn't really see a lot of these types of discussions, whether it was diversity or whether it was, you know, someone speaking of, um, you know, in Spanish, for example. I always see the blind spots in different areas, but I would never say anything because I was like, well, again, we go back to imposter syndrome. Who am I? What am I? That's why I think that um, self-development is so important in any career. I think that just understanding your voice is important. Your voice matters. And, you know, I, I saw that from 10 years and I never really spoke out or said anything. It wasn't until about five or so years ago, I started to say, you know what, what if you have a panel that's in Spanish? Because why? My half of my relatives, that's their 
their first language. Or my grandmother, who's still alive, she only chooses to watch Spanish language news, media, etc. So it's just a way to be more inclusive to, I right. think it's like about 500 million people in the world that speak Spanish. Right. To me, I see it as an opportunity to connect with more people. And, and I've been saying that for years, I probably sound like a broken record. And I'm not the only one. There's other people that have been out there advocating for Latinos and not just travel, but everywhere, sports, news, uh, you know, you name it in different industries. So for me, I really focused on travel because I didn't see it. And and this is my 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 why. Yeah. So I hope I answer your question. Yeah, absolutely. Worry. I want to know what what the award is uh, hanging on the on the wall with your, um, is it Aldea? Oh, right. Yeah, what one. is that? <laughs> So last year, I was voted and nominated by this magazine. Oh, I think it's right here, actually. Uh, it's called Aldea, ah. and they do a top 40 under 40 nice. of professionals. And and so last year, I was so grateful when they were like, hey, by the way, you've been nominated. I was like, for what? And they go, for this award. So it was in Philadelphia. Nice. That's and fantastic. this one back here was in Dallas. I won that okay. award last year. That's and great. these award, thank you. And these awards are so great because they're this is the bilingual magazine actually. Right. So Spanish and English. And that one was I spoke at a conference in Spanish in Dallas. And it's it's by the people. It's voted by the people. It right. really means a lot That's because wonderful. yeah, and it's great. And I think it's just accumulation of like ten plus years of really just you know, I love that Tony Robbins quotes like people get awarded in public what they do in private. Right. So much of what I do is like advocating in school. I speak at universities. I mentor college students. I do a lot of work behind the scenes advocating for women, diversity, disability, travelers with disabilities for years, for many years, and never seeking that, you know, external type of validation, just doing it for a bigger purpose. But it's nice when other people do recognize it because it's like, it's not why you do it, but it's nice to be recognized for your work as Absolutely. well. Yeah. Do you want to ask? No, uh, so how about tips for people wanting to get in the industry? Sure. And listen, and I would say now social media is a whole nother world, even for me. I mean, it depends on how you want to get into this industry, right? What 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 do you want to do? I, I don't know. I mean, there's for me, I continue to write. I was doing voiceovers for a show that we just uh, filmed last year. It's called Great Getaways. I was in uh, San Antonio. So I was the host for that. Um, so for me, I, I tend to focus more on broadcast. I, I do have a couple articles coming out for a magazine as as well. And as you can see, I do events. Right. So I do master of ceremony and moderate and speak and as a speaker and you know that's why I did Toastmasters was because I wanted to be you know do a TED talk I wanted to be global public right. speaker but I wanted also to get paid for that but I understood you need to be a good public speaker and you need to be an expert in your field to get paid so all in that said I'm like in this weird different kind of box of different types right. of services and skills that I do so I would say whatever the individual skills that they want that that they thrive, that they feel like is their strength. I would say focus on that and then how you can be of service to travelers because it's really about them, right? It's not right. about me. Right. And so when I focus on women, it's because I know there's women travelers. The number one questions I get asked are from women who do want to do a solo trip. And for example, and they just want to know where could I go? What should I do? Also with the Hispanic Latino community, you know, I help them from recommendations to booking their hotel to anything that they, they need 
and I do a lot of work in Spanish as well. So it's, it's for me, it's every day is different. So I would say to the individual that wants to get involved in travel, it's exciting. To me, my mantra for this year right. is quality versus quantity. I want to just do quality trips. I, I don't envy people who travel all the time. Personally, that's not the life I desire. I, I just want to travel maybe right. once if that a month. I've done, you know, a lot of trips in my 20s where, yeah, now I don't have the energy to do that. And I also have, I'm in a different space. You know, I want to get married. I want to have kids. Sure. I understand that, that that is my next, you know, chapter in life. And so I understand I might travel less and I'm okay with that. Yeah. So where can I do? I could do more writing. I can do more things where I can do it on the ground, for example. Yeah. So everybody's going to be different. Some people just want to live on a plane and live on a boat, live on a, that's amazing. Right. So it's going to vary, you know, for everyone. So I have, I have one more uh, question before we leave. And it's at, well, it's actually could, there could be a couple of answers with all the, the issues and, and changing in, in travel nowadays because of the pandemic, the, the, they don't have the staff. And what what tips can you give travelers who have to go places now, you know, with all the, the cancellations and preparedness yeah. and things like that? Yeah, I would say if you're going to do, for example, international trip, and I would recommend to look into travel insurance because that may cover you in case there's an illness, in mm-hmm. case there's something that you don't foresee, and then you could get maybe depending what travel insurance you get, you might be able to get a refund or something. That might be advisable. Other tips are maybe even with domestic trip. For airlines, I always have my little apps. I have FlightAware. I have Flight Tracker. I have TSA PreCheck, Global Entry to to help expedite, just get through, especially during the holidays. Those will help you so much get through the crowds. Packing, I if I can, I only pack with a carry-on. I try not to check in any luggage. Why? Because there's a delay, because there's a cancellation. You're good. You know, you're in and out and you don't need to worry about any of that baggage claim, baggage, any baggage issues. Right. And I always recommend, especially if you're going like to a wedding or a beach or somewhere very far, pack your swimsuit, pack your bridesmaid dress, pack your wedding dress on board with you. Because again, pack an emergency outfit. Because right. again, if there's any type of things out of your control, you will at least have one outfit. You have your bridesmaid dress. You have your medicine. You have all of the things you need right. for to keep you for the next flight. So Excellent. those are some of my always go to tips. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Well, this has and been great. Oh, I'm. thank you so much for, for doing this. And I, I, I think this is really important. I think what, what you're doing is really important, not only for, for women, for the Latina, Latinx, I don't know how you, what's the right term now? I don't know. So <laughs> no, forgive me. There's a lot of discussion on yeah. Latinx. Um, so yeah, so just, just, you know, just the, for the diversity of it, because we are, you know, especially in Los Angeles, and I'm from New, New York. So that's, you know, the same, same thing. There's a little bit of everything. Thing. And so thank you for, for leading the way on that. And you're always so much fun and such a joy to chat with. And I'm glad that you're my friend. So thank you for that. Thank you. I, I, I'm sorry. And I just uh, really appreciated your stories of courage, bravery, taking chances. Yeah. That's fantastic. So, yeah. And, and telling people what you want. Those are all That's great the way you, get, you have chutzpah. That's what you have. I don't, know, I don't know what that is in Spanish, but okay. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. It means a lot. And I will write a book for sure. 
one day. You know, also healer and intuitive. He told me, he said years ago, he's like, you're going to write a book about your journey. And I do believe it. I After so one more person tells me you need to write a book, okay, I'm going to write a book. Okay, well, before you write that book, which you're going to have to write a book on that, tell, how can people get hold of you? Yeah, for sure. Thank you. My website is www.jetsetwithjeanette.com. Two N's, two T's. You can find me at Jet Set with Jeanette on Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, Jeanette Seha. Until I get married and my last name changes. That's <laughs> and you don't have to change your name. You don't That's have right. to. Yeah, That's right. true. In honor of my late father. I Careful what you it. ask for. I mean, you're out there. I mean, our podcast could go worldwide. You may have marriage yeah. proposals coming you in. You could have eight or nine people listen to this. I'm kidding. We, we, we have more than that. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, thank you. Anyway, this has been awesome. Thank you, Jeanette. And yeah, thank you out there for, for listening. This has been Biz Souls. I'm Rona Lewis. I'm Jeffrey Hansler. We'll see you what, next time. Out there in podcast out land. Out there in podcast land. <laughs> we'll see you later. Thank you. You've been listening to the Biz Souls podcast with your hosts, Rona Lewis and Jeffrey Hansler. Did you have fun? Subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Talk to you next week.